You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. going on everybody welcome back to another episode of independent waters i am your host mikey manfredi and joining me as always is the other host of this show zach the show batista zach how you doing my friend i am doing good i'm fucking pumped right now even though it is early it's fucking the morning yeah it is uh i'm super stoked as well because we have a very special guest on the podcast today uh we have marty snow from pwl marty how you doing my man Hello, hello. I'm doing all right. I'm pretty tired, but we're here. We're here. We're live. Yeah, we're live. We're uh, podcasting. Everyone's here listening. Marty, thanks for being on the show. Uh, thank you for inviting me, man. It's a, it's a pleasure. Yeah, of course, of course. Listen, when when you bought one of our shirts, I, I had there was no other choice. I had like I, had, I, I, it was so cool to us that I was looking through the orders and I was like, what? <laughs> Oh yeah, I, I saw the shirt and I was like, "This, this is a pretty cool shirt." Let me, let me go ahead and support. Hey, thanks, and, thanks. Uh, we, did, we did the buying and then we got the message, and I honestly didn't expect it. I just, I just wanted to buy the shirt. You know, I was just a happy customer buying it. <laughs> well, yeah. Now here we are. Uh, I just, I just uh, said it. I just got it to the post office yesterday, so it should be out for out for delivery soon. Perfect. So hopefully it'll be in your hands sooner rather than later. Uh, you know. Barring any shipping issues. Yeah. Uh, the post office these days. <laughs> oh, yeah, who knows, man. It's been it's been a mess. But, you know, that's just the world right now, and we'll be fine. Uh, so, Marty, uh, we, we've just been, like, we've had some questions to go over. Obviously, we want our, our first question to be, like, what, like, how did you get into wrestling? Like, what got you into wrestling? Like, how did you start? Oh, man. So... It's not a very exciting story, so I'm sorry about that. But uh, it was basically me and my brother, we were staying up late at night, and uh, we couldn't find anything to watch. So we were just, like, skipping through channels. Mm -hmm. And uh, a little man came into our our TV screen, and we were very uh, surprised by seeing such a little man. Mm -hmm. That little man turned out to be Hornswoggle. And (laughs) we were in the middle of a match where, like, DX was in there. I don't remember the opponents, but Hornswoggle was there. Uh, yes. And that's what captured our, like, oh, my God, there's, like, a little guy in there. Like, <laughs> how, how is that possible? And then we just started to do our research. And we're like, okay, so this is called Raw. Okay, we'll, we'll start watching it. And then I wouldn't say I got into it properly until we realized that there was another show called SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And... It was in the middle of how Edge returned from his uh, injury, and he just won the Royal Rumble. So nice. Edge was the one that like captured my my attention. I was like, okay, I I like this wrestling stuff. So let me, let me continue. 
And ever since then, I was just more of a SmackDown guy, really. Mm-hmm. SmackDown's the best show. Don't at me. Yeah. <laughs> SmackDown, SmackDown's been SmackDown's always been my favorite too. Because uh, SmackDown's always had like, for me, SmackDown's always had like Jeff Hardy on it, and Jeff Hardy was my favorite. Like, uh, it had uh, so many. Eddie, it had Edge, it had Angle. It was ah, oh, God, love that <laughs> Edge. Good choice. Edge is one of my favorite wrestlers yeah. ever. Edge is, love Edge. Edge is great. I used Heel to have, Edge specifically. I used to have an Edge shirt. Like I, I, we had, like I, I used, I was Edge for Halloween one year. I remember, like I had the Edge shirt. I, had, I, I got like a wig, and I did like <laughs> the with the. It was... <laughs> you just hear, you think you know me, just faintly playing in the background. Oh yeah. yeah, me and my friend would always geek out about that song. Such a good song, man. <laughs> Jesus, it really is. Uh, so how did you get into like training and stuff? Like, like I, I know SmackDown and Raw got you kind of into wrestling, mostly SmackDown. But what, like, what got you into training? Like, what made the transition from like being a fan to wanting to be like in it? You know. Uh, so that's always been something that I've wanted to do. Uh, since I saw Edge, like I saw it, and I was like, "All right, this this is what I want to do." But uh, of course, parents being parents are like, "Ah, eh, it's just a phase. Like you'll get over it." Mm-hmm. And I listened to that. I was like, "All right, fair enough." You know, I'm still kind of young, so you know, maybe it'll just morph into just being a fan again. Uh, but in my second year of uh, university, I, I was just like laying in in my bed, and I was like, "Do I really want to be in college?" Like. It doesn't really seem like my type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like I could be doing something better. And uh, that's where the pro wrestling sen, now Legacy, uh, tryouts happened. Uh, that's where I met Gmo. That's where I met uh, most of the guys that are currently wrestling at Pro Wrestling Legacy. And uh, yeah, the rest is history. I, I just saw the ad of uh, there were going to be tryouts. And since I'd never seen any wrestling in El Paso, uh, I was like, all right, let's this seems like my opportunity, and uh, we took it, and I haven't stopped since. <laughs> yes, that's 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 awesome. So, you know, sometimes it's like that one tryout can change everything, right? Like, it's yeah. that's so cool. Person uh, Legacy has put up some great fucking matches. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. definitely some great stuff for Person Legacy. Like, we, we've reviewed a couple of matches on the show, uh, and they've all been great. One of them was yours, obviously. Uh, that's, how, that's how we got here, right? Like, right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they, we've had, PWL's had some awesome stuff since we've started watching. I, uh, I was watching through one of their pay-per-views the other day, I forgot which one it was, but all of it was, like, what what I was seeing was, like, solid, awesome wrestling, and I was definitely into it. Uh, speaking of PWL, how did it feel to be in the first ever PWL title match? Oh, man, it was, uh, throughout that whole day, I kind of just, like, it didn't hit me. I was just there, mm-hmm. like, eh, it's just just another show. It's it's like it's not a big deal. Oh, but like the moment I like got through the curtain, it was just like, oh crap! Like this is <laughs> this, this is this whole thing. The weight yeah. just came crashing in. Yeah, because we, me and Cosmo have had that match three times. So to mm-hmm. me, it was like I know him. Like this is this isn't gonna be any different. But man, just like the crowd was so different, uh, the atmosphere, the the stakes, it was just so different. And uh, I enjoyed that match. It's probably it is my favorite match that I've had so far. And uh, I hate saying it because I shouldn't be saying nice things about Cosmo. I should be. 
Yeah, if he's listening, you know, that match is my favorite match of all time. Cool. We'll, we'll make we'll make sure if he asks, we'll make sure to tell him that you hate him and that uh, <laughs> he, you want to fight him again. You are better than him in every way. <laughs> um. So ever talking about Pro Wrestling Legacy, I this is a question that I had. How did you come up with the name Marty Snow? Okay, so it's it's uh okay. I would say it's not too creative, but at the same time, I guess it is kind of creative. So uh. There was a girl in my high school that, uh, well, in another high school that instead of calling me Martin, because I was too, like, I guess I was too hard to say. She just called me Marty. And mm-hmm. I just stuck to it. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm Marty now. <laughs> and um, Snow came from trying to come up with a character. I knew that being a good guy wasn't really my thing. Like, I felt that I was more arrogant, more cocky. And uh, I was seeing a lot of shows, reading a lot of books, and the guy that inspired my whole persona is called Ramsey Snow from Game of Thrones. So I was like, okay, let me take Snow. Uh, What makes Ramsey such a despicable character? Okay, he's a bastard. Okay, well, we can probably go into it since uh, I didn't get that scholarship. Okay, now it can be arrogant. Now it can be cocky. And then, yeah, it just came from that. From a girl calling me Marty and uh, one of my characters from Game of Thrones being called Snow. And I was like, okay, Marty Snow. Sounds sounds legit. Uh, I remember back in the days when I watched Game of Thrones all the time. Ramsey is a, as you said, a complete bastard. (laughs) Speaking of of bastards, uh, how did... So, what, like, how did... You you were obviously part of the the faction in Glorious Bastards in... PWL, uh, how did that come to be? Oh man, that that faction, I kind of had to push for it because I had proposed that faction like long, long ago. Um, mm. but because we were going into the Cosmo match, they they were like holding off on it, and they were like, "No, not yet, not yet, not yet." And uh, the two guys that I have currently, Super Flash and Midas, uh. I just saw them one day at practice and I saw how smooth they were and I saw how good they were. And I was like, okay, let me talk to management. Let me, let me see if I can get something here. And I told them like, just give me these two guys and we'll be good to go. And uh, I've had people who, who told me like, you know what? Like at first you really weren't sure about this faction, but man, like you, you guys proved, proved us wrong. And, Hopefully it stays stronger. I, I I don't like factions just being made just because. I feel like mm. it's a very cheap cop out. Uh, so hopefully this faction, every member is important. I don't like the whole oh they're gonna be the Marty Janetti. Like no, I want everyone to be the Shawn Michaels. Not not just uh, mm. two guys and then one guy's just forgotten about because everyone in there is so talented. Mm. It must feel nice to have your plan like come to fruition and then actually like really get its like what's the word uh find its own like success. Oh yeah, I was so happy. Like when I got the green light, oh I was just so happy. I was like, right, let's go. I'm fucking go. <laughs> get hyped. That's awesome. Hmm. Uh so <laughs> me and Mikey have a bit of a history with our interviewees where we asked them a bit of a question that that we find is fun as a fun time. What are some underrated food spots that you have in El Paso? Underrated food spots. 
Yeah, oh like like God. like some spots like no one's ever heard of before, but like they need to go try. Oh God, this is gonna be hard because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a basic guy, so I go to like the, the places that everyone's been. But I think <laughs> the one place that like I don't think a lot of people go to, or maybe they do, and I just don't know. Uh, it's called Kinley's Coffee Place, and I go there almost every day. It they have such good smoothies, such good coffees, and then they have like little like uh, I guess like cupcakes and empanadas and all that good stuff. Ooh, so uh-huh. I yep. take everyone there if they're like, oh well, you choose. I'm like, all right, we'll go to this place. And sounds like it has it all. Gone. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> such a good place, such a good place. So if you guys are ever in town, I will happily take you guys there. Oh, we love to go. I love I love coffee places. I love coffee in general, and I love all kinds of food. So I'm down. To, I'm down to try literally anything. Oh, it's it's the best place. So much better than Starbucks, and I will die <laughs> by that comment. <laughs> what's your uh, What's your go to order there? Ooh, man. Okay, I I know I just said that I love coffee, but my go to order there is like a strawberry uh, smoothie with a sandwich i don't remember its name i think it's like the green chili or something like that mm-hmm. it has it has green in it so it's some it's something of that sort something hot something green yeah there you go nice. i love smoothies smoothies are like my thing to make every morning if i have time to do so before work like, oh, let's go. and i love sandwiches so here we are <laughs> <laughs> we've been talking a lot about wrestling uh what we want to know like outside of wrestling what's the latest thing that you've really gotten into like in terms of like a hobby if it's a hobby a video game uh oh, something something that you just let that's like getting you excited that's not just wrestling well i'm about to look like the biggest geek in the world because my life has been confu- consumed by elden ring Ooh. Um, it's a video game. I've that been just meaning came out. to play that. Everyone's been telling me it's so good. Oh no, it, Everyone's it is. Saying. It is so good. The game is so good. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the Souls games. I've I've passed uh, Dark Souls one, two, and three. Oh, I haven't man. played Bloodborne, but uh, I passed Sekiro. Sekiro is ah. probably like my favorite game of all time. Sekiro's so good. Oh, but Elden Ring is just so good, and it's so weird because. Like, anyone who sees me playing it, they're like, you hate this game, don't you? Because I'm, like, yelling at the bosses. I'm like, no, oh, it's <laughs> bullshit. Like, how did they even hit me? But no, I actually love it. They're like, don't you hate the game? I always see you, like, mad and everything. It's like, oh, no, that's just part of, like, Souls experience. You yeah. know? Like, if you're not getting mad, <laughs> if you're not getting frustrated, you're not really playing it. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you're not raging, what's the point? <laughs> classic exactly. Dark Souls experience. So, Fight boss, rage, die. Eventually beat boss. Be super fucking happy. You beat boss. <laughs> yeah. There you so, go. So, my issue is that I've never played a game like that. Like, I've never gotten into, like, Dark Souls Ooh, or Bloodborne so or, or, like, Sekiro or anything like that. But everyone's been like, yeah, try Elden Ring, try Elden Ring. And I'm like, I don't know. I've never, like, played anything like that so like i don't know if i should get into it but every time somebody talks about it it just makes me want to get into it more because apparently it's just amazing everyone says it's amazing amazing. it's so amazing i would be nice and i would be the one to recommend you if you haven't played a souls game start by dark souls one just so you know what you're getting into because i think that's like the most simplest game out there right now Mm -hmm. but if you're a brave soldier and you want to be like all macho man you can dive into Elden Ring and 
Just hope for the best. <laughs> I think that might, honestly, honestly, I think just diving in and crossing my fingers might be the moves. All right, we'll see. <laughs> just to just to try it out, you know. Uh, but yeah, we're we're huge video game nerds around here too. Ah, uh, that's good. Bloodborne, Sekiro. I fucking love those games, dude. Bloodborne was my first one of the Souls game, and then I wanted Sekiro, and I was just like, I love Souls games. Oh. Also, is are those uh, are those pop figures I see in the back? Yes, they are. Yeah, I have so many pop figures, oh. and it is a problem that I have. Oh, that's great. It is a problem that I have because there's times where I just go out to a place and I'm like, I'm not going to spend money. I'm not going to spend money. <laughs> and then I see a pop figure and I'm like, but I don't have him. So <laughs> this, he could really look really good in my collection right now. So I just buy it. And then I come home and my brother's like, you got another pop figure? It's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Pop figures, uh, there's, I've only heard either people love pop figures or people hate pop figures. Like, I have, there's no in between. No one's like, yeah, I kind of like pop figures. It's like, I, you love yeah. them or you don't. Like, that's it. Exactly. You love them or you don't. And I don't know, they're, they're like, there's nothing special about them, but I, I just like them. Like, I just see them and I'm like, I, I need to buy them. I, I need fun. all of them. They're just fun to collect. It's like it's like trading cards, or it, exactly. it's just stuff that's fun to get. You know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Gotta collect them all, baby. <laughs> uh, so we wanted another. This is another question. What What's the weirdest match that you've ever seen or been a part of? And what's the strangest idea you've ever gotten pitched backstage? Oh my god, those are so many questions, and I will go one by one. Let's do it. Uh, the strangest thing that I've ever seen in a match, and some of my uh colleagues at Pro Wrestling Legacy will know exactly what match I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm not gonna name the wrestlers because I'm probably gonna get in trouble, and That's I don't want totally to okay, much, and I don't want to give them too much publicity. But <laughs> it, was, it was the worst I quit match that I've ever seen in my life. Oh. Uh, the match was super slow. Uh, the moves were very ineffective. Like, you would see, like, someone punch them. And it wasn't, like, like big, like, ah, there you mm. go. It was more of, like, ah, there you go. Oh, oh and no. And just, like, oh, no. And then the ref didn't help the match because, like, the ref wanted to get over by himself. Like, they would be, like, oh, ref, ask him. And then the guy would be, like, hell no. And you're, like, oh, okay, he's, he's firing it up. And the ref would be like, he said, hell no. And it was like, oh, man, you don't you don't have to intervene. And then, oh, man, the, I'm sorry if I'm getting, like, frustrated. But just remembering the match, it, it just eats mm. in my soul. And, Yikes. oh, man, there was this one spot that they were going to use handcuffs. And if you use them, you would, like, try to put them so your opponent can't, like, leave anywhere. Yeah. yeah. This guy just like his arms like right in the ropes and like he just handcuffed him. But like in theory, the guy could have just like gotten his hands up, stepped away, and been free. But no, the guy stayed there and it didn't help that they were whipping him. And it was just like you can move at any time. You know that, right? Like you don't have to stay there, man. <laughs> And oh man, just just remembering that match, it's 
it's probably the worst match that I've ever seen. And I've seen a lot of bad matches. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> and, oh, man, like, I, I joked around yesterday and I said that seeing that match wanted me, like, it just made me rethink about, like, do I really want to be a wrestler? Like, oh. if that's the thing yes. that I have to do, like, do I really want to. <laughs> but, yeah, that's been, like, that's been the worst match that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the other question? You, should, I was like, you, you saw that you saw that handcuff spot, and you were like, "I could do better." And then you did your three stages of hell match. <laughs> exactly. Like when I saw the handcuff spot, and I was like, "Okay, I'm using the handcuffs." I didn't want to be like, I didn't want to mess it up. Like, <laughs> if I messed it up, I had like nothing to say. Like if I messed <laughs> the handcuff spot, <laughs> I wouldn't have said anything in the world. I would have like apologized. I would have gone to the wrestlers, been like, "Hey, your match five star." Like I'm sorry. Sorry, should I talk? Sorry, we we good. We good. Yeah, exactly. So like when I saw that I didn't mess it up, I was like, okay, great. I can talk all. all Uh and the other question was what's the strange the strangest idea you've heard pitched backstage? Oh man, the strangest idea that I've ever heard backstage. Uh thankfully there's not a whole lot of bad ideas that I've heard. There have Mm -hmm. been some good ideas that just never went into fruition. But I think the weirdest one that I've heard was, uh, so there was this group, right? Mm-hmm. There was a faction. And uh, there was this one wrestler who, I don't know who he came up to, but I overheard him. Because I was just stretching in the ring and I was just like overhearing conversations, you know. Like a, the good sneaky little bastard that I am. <laughs> I to gather my intel. And he was saying like, so there was like three members in this faction, right? three mm. members and uh the guy was like hey i have like a cool storyline to pitch i'm like okay this sounds interesting like let me see if they're going anywhere that would be like oh okay let me like add my little like two cents mm-hmm. but after hearing the pitch i was like yeah just not even gonna say anything because that <laughs> oh my friend that that didn't make sense because <laughs> the idea was that this faction was gonna gang up on like this one guy right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was gonna build up to like the one guy facing each member of uh of the of the faction. Okay. I was like, okay, that seems like pretty solid story. Makes you know, sense. It, it, oh, it makes sense. But here's where I was like, I don't know if that's gonna make a lot of sense because he said like, okay, I'm gonna beat you first. I'm like, okay, fair enough. And then I'm gonna beat you. I'm like, okay, okay, whatever. And then I'm gonna beat the leader. And I was like, okay. But in that match, we put. That if I lose, I'll join you guys. I'm like, okay, that sounds interesting. Yeah, okay, okay. But then I win, but I still join you guys. Uh, I was like, hold up, why? Why would you want to join a faction that you just entirely beat every member of? Like, beat the shit out of all of them. Like, what? How does that make sense? He was like, no, no, no. Trust me, guys. It's gonna be great. You're gonna love it. And I was like, <sighs> and then it was funny because they just kind of like looked at him like. Okay, we'll think about it, and then it was just never spoken up again. <laughs> but it it was it was a weird thing to pitch because like I don't mind people joining the faction, but like it has to be a reason for it. It just can't yeah. be like, mm-hmm. oh well, I guess I beat you guys, so I'm, I'm joining the faction now. Like I mean, if he becomes the leader, maybe that makes sense. Or if he's like a heel already, and it's a heel faction, maybe. But yeah. if it's like a face and you beat up a heel faction, what? It's like I'm here now. It's like I'm okay. here. I'm your friend now. It's like wh- it's no, one of yeah. it's one of those like swerves that's just a 
like that's just like a swerve for the sake of it for like yeah, no it go. just be yeah. like just a oh, it's a, a surprise with like no anything else in the future yeah. i just imagine i'm your friend now no you're not you just beat us all up what the fuck? exactly i was like i don't know if that makes sense <laughs> yeah you you will see a lot of weird stuff and a lot of like weird pitches in el paso but hey it is what it is man it is what it is so besides besides pwl how's like the the whole wrestling scene in in el paso in like near like near and around el paso you know oof okay uh i hope i don't piss anyone off but you know <laughs> i'll probably will um in my very humble opinion i think that legacy is the one that's the most consistent and the the better show overall mm-hmm uh, mainly because uh, there are other promotions in El Paso that um, that just book matches just to book them, mm-hmm. and there's not really a story uh, element into it. And I think that's what separates us. You know, uh, the moment that we have, you know, three stages of hell, uh, a no DQ match, a street fight. It's not just because like, oh, we need to sell tickets and we need that match. It's slowly pacing ourselves like, okay, we had a normal match. Now we have this match with interference. Now let's put the Extreme Rules match. There you go. That There's a story there. And a lot of these promotions, they need, they want to sell tickets and they're just like, oh, okay, let's start this like feud that has no history, no backstory. And let's put them in a Doc Holler match or let's put them in a Last Man Standing match. And like, yeah, they're cool. But uh, I think Brock uh, said this best. Like, you can do all the spots that you want in the world. You can do all the moves in the world. But if the people don't know who you are, if the people don't know who the character is, there's not going to be a lot of interest by the fans. And that's how I live by, in in, in the sense of my own, uh, Marty Snow. I don't want just a random match telling me like, oh, you're going to be in a I quit match and you're going to go against this guy that no one's ever heard of and you've never had any interactions with. Mm-hmm. I would much rather just have like slow build, normal match and build that story from there. Because yeah. a lot of the El Paso, which isn't too bad. I mean, there's not a whole lot of like uh, companies that do that. But it's either that or they bring uh, stars from other places. And just considering how much talent there is in El Paso. Um, and just think... in Texas in general, there's a ton of wrestlers that are yeah, exactly. in Texas. Like, like, like Ali Catch, uh, Thunder yeah. Rosa, all from Texas. There you go. There you go. Uh, I think that it would be better in our interest to just like start building our own stars. Because... Uh, as much as people hate me here, like saying this, like there's gonna be a point where like the wrestling business just moves on without you. So it's very weird for me for all these promoters to like rely on the star power of someone else when they can like start building the stars of you know the future. That way, when like X person retires, you're not just like, oh well, I guess there goes my star, like. I have five other stars here from the from the lot that I can pick up, and they're all homegrown. So mm-hmm. I think that's something that that lacks a lot in El Paso, and that's why uh, Legacy is probably the better promotion. And you know, there's more to it than just 
you know, here are here are our wrestlers, and this is like the flippy stuff that they can do. Mm-hmm. I like I I like that because it's like the I, the thing that makes it I I feel like the thing that makes an I quit match or like a dog collar match or something like that good is the there's the story that goes into it right it's like why let's like it's like how did these two get to this point right like how did these two people get to this point to where they want to kill each other this bad uh and i feel like if you just kind of do it it's like okay but why like why are we here why are we getting this extreme we've uh we've watched a lot of matches like dog collar matches out of the blue and the best ones are like like you said obviously the ones that have the story but whenever we get like a one that's just like recently, MJF, MJF, CM Punk. Like, why was mm-hmm. that a dog collar match? Because those two hate yeah. each other. There was there was some other place. I, I can't remember the name of it. It might have been local wrestling, but I might be wrong. They had a dog collar match. I remember thinking to myself, you didn't need the dog collar for this match. This could have yeah. just been a hardcore match and you could have been fine with it. Yeah. And it was like, like I said, it's missing that, like, that personal feeling to it. Like, that story to it that really gives it the extra oomph it needs to be great. Yeah. It, uh, and another another example, it's like, why is Britt Baker Thunder Rosa in a steel cage? It's like, because they hate each other. They want to keep out Hater and Rebel. Like, there's always a reason for the match, right? That's yeah. what I, I, I'm I'm with you in terms of the fact I hate when they just throw together matches and throw in a random stip- and throw in, like, it's like they spin a wheel of stipulations that are like, and that one. Like, no, yeah, thank you. you. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I also am very much a fan of the whole, of the view of homegrown talent. I think that a lot of a lot of companies would do a lot better if they just grew up their own talent, made their own stars. Like you said, build up a roster. That way the seeds can come to fruition and they won't be handicapped if one person just leaves. Mm-hmm. Which which I understand promotions and like mm-hmm. the business aspect. Like, I don't know if these guys are going to be stars. But like, man, just, just give them the ball at one point and like, I promise you that they'll deliver, you know. In Legacy alone, we have Cosmo, you know. Uh, at the beginning, he wasn't doing much, and they give him the ball, and, like, God, he's the biggest superstar that we have. You know, Jimo Kaminari is also another guy that's that's up there. Mm-hmm. Just just give the guys the ball. You know, if they if they fail, they fail, but, like, what if just they give them a chance. Give them that chance, and, you know, you'll be surprised what they can do when you're like, hey, this is your, your do-or-die moment. Like, let's see, what, let's see what you have in store. And, yeah, it can be a lot of good stuff from there. I agree, obviously. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, it's it's really cool to see everyone in PWL like being able to do their thing and make uh, make what they want out of themselves. You know, towards the end of our questions here, I, I'd like to add. This is the question that I was actually curious about. What advice would you give someone trying to get into the wrestling scene in general? Oh man, oof! I I. As much as I am cocky and arrogant in my character, I'm I'm still very uh uh very like, I would like to call myself a bit humble and say that I'm not there in that position to be like super wise about the wrestling business and whatnot. But I'm just going to repeat what I've what I've heard a lot of people tell me, a lot of people uh, just express to me, right? Uh, and it's just to just keep working on it uh you know at first it's gonna be frustrating um you know we at legacy we had it a bit easier i would like to say um compared to other to other people that will probably start because we were thrown into matches um probably like in four or five months into training Mm -hmm. and 
you know, I thought that was normal. You know, I thought I was like, yeah, okay, four or five months. That seems like pretty good enough time. And then I come to realize that a lot of people like debut into like one year of training and like, like, yeah. So I think that we had like uh, a lot more faster, a lot faster with just those four or five months of training. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, just, just keep true to yourself. Uh, you're going to hear a lot of people uh, talk and you're going to feel like a lot of people care about you. But then they like, they slowly start like going away, going away, going away. And you'll realize who's truly there for you. Uh, there's a lot. And this, it saddens me to say, but there's a lot of drama, you know, too much drama sometimes. Like, I don't even know how it starts, but there is. In wrestling? No. No, no. <laughs> no, no. That's what I would, I, that's what I thought, you know. I thought, like, <laughs> drama's not going to exist. I, I'm pretty sure it's just, like, only in the big leagues. But, oh, even in the small leagues, it, it it's, there's so much drama sometimes. Uh, some wrestlers can be such divas, you know. We have wrestlers who, who are, like, vets, and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to drop the title to this person just because, you know. I'm going in, on to bigger and better things. And it's like, well, if you're going on to better, bigger things, you know, like put someone over on your way out, put someone over out. Like, yeah. So that, that, uh, man, that's just, that just pisses me off. But just look for someone that that's going to be able to train you because anyone can put up a wrestling school, anybody. Uh, but you need to know who's training you. Because uh, you can have a random guy uh, who just gets a ring and says, hey, you know, come train with me but has doesn't have that much experience. Uh, I am fortunate enough to have the facility at legacy. We have crazy star as a trainer. We have Aiden cold as a trainer and we have hurricane Hector as a trainer. So, you know, there's a variety. We have Lucha there. We have the American style. So it's, it's a variety of what you want to learn and you can learn a perspective of each coach because all those three guys are completely different. They all three have, some things in common, uh, but there's a lot of difference in how they think wrestling should be. And that's good because wrestling isn't just one way. And and I hate when people are like, oh, wrestling should just be this way. Wrestling should just be that way. I think wrestling has that capability of being whatever it needs to be. Um, and I feel that's why there's a lot of like debate into the old school and new school. Mm-hmm. But I think... There's some good things about the old school. There's some really bad things about the old school. There's some good things about the new school. There's some really bad things about the new school. (laughs) So you just have to like see what fits better. And um, as a person who likes the stories more, I always, of course, wrestling training is important, but I always do tell the people who train with me. And if they ask me advice, I always tell them to start thinking about who they are. Because if they don't know who they are, uh, the audience isn't going to care. And if they don't know who they are, uh, it's going to be a lot harder to come up with a moveset. It's going to be a lot harder to try to come up with stories. So knowing who that person is in the in the bat, you can start thinking like, oh, okay, I can probably work with this guy. We can probably do this storyline. We could probably work like this. And that's just a very little advice that I can give. Uh, just, you know, stay true to yourself. Try to come up to... Try to see who you are in the business and uh, just just try to respect everyone. Uh, there's no need to tell people um, that they suck for no reason. You know, if you're not going to help them out uh, in a productive way, just stay quiet. 
if you're not going to do anything that's going to help them to be better, then, you know, just don't say anything. Yeah, the old, if you, if you don't have anything nice to say, mm-hmm. don't say anything at all, right? There you go. Mm-hmm. I'm just laughing at Dave. You walk, someone's, someone's in the ring. How was the match? You suck. They're terrible. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you made a you made a point in there where uh, wrestling can be like a lot of like there's a lot of different ways wrestling can be, and I I, I just wanted to expand on that and be, and say that it always drives me nuts when people are like oh I don't really like wrestling and it's like you don't like wrestling because you haven't found the part of, you you haven't found your niche yet like yeah. there's so many like like. If you like ultraviolence, you have death matches. If you like yeah. classic matches, you got like like one on one matches. If you want uh, something sillier, you have comedy matches. You know that there's just so many different. If you want like crazy spots, there's lucha and it's or like it's just there's so many different forms of wrestling. It's just being like, oh, I don't like wrestling. It's like yeah, but you haven't seen it all. Like you don't know. Like you haven't found your brand. You haven't found your niche yet. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, and it happens a lot. I have my my friends who don't watch wrestling that much. I remember one day I was watching, uh, it was a Bret Hart match. I just don't remember which one. But, you know, Bret Hart just worked more, like, slowly. He was more technical and all mm-hmm. that. And, and one of my friends was like, I don't get it. Like, I don't know why you, why you like wrestling. Like, this is boring. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, bro, like, chill. Like, let, let me put a match. I'm pretty sure you're going to like it. And I went, like, very basic with him. I went Will Ospreay and Ricochet. And he was like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Like, oh, how did they do these flips? Oh, my God. Do they, are they actually, like, kicking each other in the face? I'm like, yeah, there you go, buddy. There you go. Yeah. You just got to find your spot. And a wrestling fan was born. On just got to find your lane, dude. Exactly. So my favorite part about wrestling is fight, is when someone just, like, sits down and, like, watches a match for the first time and is like, that was awesome. Uh, so, uh, that, I think that's all of our questions, uh, for today. Uh, I know, Marty, we gave you a little bit of a heads up last night, uh, for, for this. We would like you to give us a match suggestion for next week's episode that we can watch. Oh, man, the the moment that you guys told me, like, just one match, my brain just, like, melted. Any indie wrestling match. Oh, man. There are so many good matches, but I'm going to go very, very basic. And I'm going to go to a match that I really like a lot because it introduced me to one of my favorite wrestlers. And I hope you guys didn't review it. I was seeing the episodes, and I don't think you guys reviewed it yet. So mm-hmm. you have a second option. Um, but the match that I'm going to recommend is Kylo O'Reilly versus Mike Bailey. And the Pro Wrestling World Cup Canada second round. It's uh, by WCPW, uh, okay. renamed Defiant. But uh, that match, oh my god, I love watching that match. It's so creative. It's so good, and it introduced me and made me into a fan of of Mike Bailey, who I really want to wrestle. So if he also listens to that, I'm waiting on that match. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm gonna recommend that match. That's awesome because we we love Mike Bailey over here. We're giant Mike Bailey fans, and I'm a big Kyle O'Reilly fan. Uh, oh, I, I was I was I thought Cool Kyle was so funny from NXT. Uh, I'm I love Redragon. I love Air Guitar playing Undisputed Era. Kyle O'Reilly, like I like so Kyle O'Reilly and Mike Bailey have been a couple of two two of my favorites. So I'm very excited that you suggested this match. Um, and I, I loved Mike Bailey ever since I saw his match with Volter at Riptide. Mm, that, that match is insane, match. that match. 
That's a good match. We have a theory over here. Mike Bailey <laughs> cannot have a bad match. He has not had anything below a mark out or a high man. This, yeah, on every here, Mike ever. Bailey match we've seen has just been absolutely insane. I'm telling you, I'm surprised that Mike Bailey has not been brought up in more conversations. Like, hands down. And I'm going to steal a phrase from uh, Cosmo here. Mike Bailey is the wrestler of the year so far. Like, that man literally went out and has had great match after great match this year. Ah, he's just so good, man. Mm-hmm. Just so I, good. Guess, I guess Agreed. like getting banned from the country for a while. Yeah, that was, I don't know what didn't happened. Didn't help there. him. But yeah, he, even even when he was, he was still doing, he was doing amazing Japan. wrestling. Like. Australian stuff, I think. Australian wrestling. Uh, that seems great, too. You know, he's now he's in the U.S. I, I really need to see him like live in person one day. Yeah. I just need to wrestle him. That's, that's all. <laughs> I, I saw that uh, list on your Twitter of things you want to do, and I was like, I respect, I respect the, uh, what sort of the ambitions. Yeah. Yeah. Some of those names, uh, I, I had to think about it because some of those names are like really realistic and it's like, yeah, this can happen. But there's like some names I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's not going to happen, but Hey, like, you know, maybe they'll see it and they'll be like, yeah, okay. We can wrestle. Uh, okay. Let's go. Yeah, why not? <laughs> say, shoot your shot. Yeah. We'll make, we'll make sure to uh, at Mike Bailey in this one and be like, oh, <laughs> Please wrestle this man. Yeah, yes. we'll, we'll make sure to, we'll make sure to get the challenge out there, also. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah, we get more fan people uh, bothering Mike Bailey. Maybe we'll get the match. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that about does it for this podcast episode. That's everything we wanted to ask. Uh, so, Marty, what uh, what do you got coming up? What, what should the people look out for? What do you got? Any plugs? Uh yes, we have a lot of plugs, kind of. Um. There's going to be the Table Fiesta uh, show. You guys mm-hmm. should go watch it. Uh, it's going to be on YouTube. Uh, anyone who's in El-, in El Paso, go watch it. Uh, my member of Inglorious Bastards, Midas, is going to be competing in the Fatal 4-Way for the Lone Star Championship. Uh, and then Ooh. we have a very huge opportunity. Let me get the date right, because if I get it wrong, I know I'm going to get a lot of backlash for it. <laughs> uh but on April 29th, uh, myself and Cosmo Ryan are going to head to Las Vegas. And we're going to be in our debut matches for Delgado Promotions. It's going to be in the Silver Nugget. And we have a very, very important superstar coming into that show as well in the name of Matt Cardona. So if you nice. guys not want to watch us and just want to watch uh, Matt Cardona, come April 29th uh, at Delgado Promotions. Follow them on Instagram as well. They're such a good company. And uh, yeah, we're going to be in Vegas for a while at April 29th at 7 p.m. So if you guys cool. have that chance to come, more than welcome. Very cool. Very nice. Uh, cool. Very, very cool. Uh, any, any plugs? Like any, any social media? Yes, please, please, if you guys can and want to bother me, uh, please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at NotMartySnow. Uh, I have a YouTube also. That's misleading. (laughs) And and, and the funny thing is that I got it from one of my favorite uh, YouTubers. Mm -hmm. You see, I just just copy a lot of people. I just grab like what I like. I'm like, okay, I can use this. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, uh, also my YouTube, Marty Snow. I just post my matches there. Um, I have, I think, my match with Jay Wilson, match with Johnny Law, uh, my match, my triple threat match with Mississin and uh, Gmo. That was, was a really good match. So, yeah, just follow my Instagram, Twitter, and uh, YouTube. 
All right. <clears throat> well, thank you so much, Marty, for being on the show. We really, really appreciate you coming on. Uh, we'd love to have you again sometime. Oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> I enjoyed this so much. It was so fun. I'm glad you had a good time. We did we did as well. Uh we had a blast. Sir. <laughs> uh so that's about it for this episode of Independent Waters. Thank you all for listening. Uh and we will see you next week with uh a match that we are reviewing from Marty Snow himself. I hope it's a mark out. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, that was a fun little interview with Marty Snow, huh? Mm-hmm. The bastard was a very chill person to talk with, apparently. Yeah, he was uh, super fun, super cool, and I really enjoyed uh, that. I really enjoyed that conversation we had. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for whoever was in the ring with him next time, though, because he's probably going to beat the shit out of them worse than usual. Yeah. <laughs> he's got to prove a point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, of course, that was that interview, and uh, now it's time for the plugs, as we usually do. Uh so, remember to give us a follow over on Twitter at IndieWaters, or you can follow the Countout Network on Twitter at CountoutPod. Um, you can also uh, find us on our website. If you go to CountoutPod.com, you can find everything about this show, everything about all the other shows on the Countout Network, and you can find our first ever Independent Waters t-shirt over on CountoutPod.com slash store. Uh, go get you one. It is an awesome t-shirt. There's still a few, again, as of recording... Uh, as of recording this, there's still a few uh, a few spots left for that special fifteen dollar deal. Um, uh, after that, it'll go up to twenty five dollars. So if you want to get the shirt cheaper, you should get on that now if they're still available. Um, and you can go like the Countout Network on Facebook, Countout a Wrestling Podcast Network, and uh, you can you can support us if you really like the Countout Network and you want to support us. You can go to countoutpod.com/slash/membership. And sign up for a five dollar a month membership where you can get access to a bunch of different exclusive audios from here from all of us here at the Countout Network. And you can all if you would if you would be so kind to subscribe and leave us a five star rating on Spotify and on I and on Apple Podcasts. That would be awesome as well. Um You should go listen to all the other shows here on the Countout Network. We have Pure, we have uh How to Talk to Your Friend About Wrestling, Your Dose of Death. A new show, Okada Shorts, which is a uh, uh, New Japan show. Uh, Rig Post Radio. We have so much con- happy hour every Thursday. We have so much content here on the Canada Network. Uh, you should go check out all of it. If you want to go see our live streams, go follow us on Twitch. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Countout. And you can also go subscribe to us on YouTube uh, at Countout, a wrestling podcast network. Zach, you got anything to plug? Nope, but I never do. <laughs> As... As usual. So that just leaves us with one thing left to say, and that is to remember that there's a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring!
has been a Countout Podcast.